What's up, guys? This is Angela Sheree, and you're listening to Confidence Conversations. This is the very first episode of Confidence Conversations, and I am so excited. Like, you don't understand, like, this idea for the podcast has been stirring in my head for at least a year now, and the actual idea of Confidence Conversations in general has been in my mind for a number of years, and I even did an interview for a vlog that I planned, a vlog series that I planned a couple years back that I'll get into in a bit, but I'm so excited. Like, I really wanted to do this podcast. I've had success with my homie DJ on our Weekend Friends podcast, so I'm like, you know what? This podcasting thing's cool, you know? Have my own little setup in the office I share with my boyfriend. Got the He got me the equipment for my birthday, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kill it. I know how to do this, you know what I mean? I'm going to go in in 2021. No holds bar. I'm going to go in all the way and do it. So you can listen to this podcast. I have, I'm currently recording on YouTube, so you'll see the video on YouTube, but you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Google Play Store. I'm not sure. I haven't had an Android device in a while, but anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to Confidence Conversation. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I want to, this first conversation is just going to be us, you know, and I'll get into the idea for Confidence Conversations and what's to be expected in my experience and my confidence journey. So the idea for Confidence Conversations when it was a vlog came about when I would do hosting events when I was in college at Berkeley College and just various hosting events that I've done in a number of years. And I'd have these conversations with people and they were so intriguing and fascinating to me. You know, we may have come from different backgrounds, different life experiences, but I learned something from them. We were able to connect, you know, on a different level. So I thought that was so cool. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't I create a series around this confidence conversation series where it's like confidence is the foundation on which everything else is built upon. I've always said that. And like discuss their confidence journey. How did they get to where they are today in their lives? And how did confidence shape them? How did it help them personally, professionally? And my first guest was a girl that I went to college with, went to Berkeley with. Her name's Andrea Leilani. When we went to college, uh, she was a he at the time. Um, She hadn't transitioned yet. She's a transgender woman. And I was just so fascinated once I saw her journey on social media because by the time I graduated, I didn't see her much in passing. But once I saw her journey, I was like, wow, I want to know more about how did this happen because I knew her as a man, you know what I mean? So like, you know, this is not something that just happens overnight. So I wanted to understand her story better and get better clarification on what the transgender, everybody's transgender experience is different, but what, you know, certain aspects of it is like and things like that. So the first Confidence Conversations interview I did was with Andrea Leilani. You can catch that on YouTube. I'll I'll put a link on my social media. You know, I didn't really promote it as much as I should have when the, um, when the YouTube video came out, but like, it was a dope interview. And I hate saying the word interview because it was an interview, but it was, like I said, it was more of a conversation that's going back and forth. And because we had a rapport, it felt natural. And I love that ease of it, you know, and and sincerity and genuineness of her character and everything like that. And it was just really cool. So I wanted to continue the series. I had two people in mind that I wanted for the next two episodes. Um, There was an Olympic athlete that I went to high school and middle school with. She's very successful and um, wanted to interview her as well as a burn survivor that I know that I just, that's so confident and amazing and fabulous. And Two of them have such crazy schedules and like just conflicting and everything. So we didn't get to schedule that, but I'm not saying their names because 
I hope I get to interview them in the future. So, you know, I don't, you know, I'll put it out there once it's out there, you know what I mean? But I still wanted to keep the conversation going. So I'm like, you know, how can I do that? I ended up doing a podcast with my homie DJ 2019 to beginning of 2020 weekend friends podcast. You can check that out on Spotify, Apple and Google. So yeah, listen to older episodes of that, but I'm like, Oh, you know, this podcast thing is kind of dope. And I'm like, you know what? I can turn this confidence conversations into a podcast. Then the pandemic hit and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? I'm trying to figure things out. And I'm like, this is a perfect time <laughs> post pandemic, still kind of in it pandemic to do a podcast because it's like, all right, I don't have to be near you to have a conversation with you. We can record the video at the little Zencast I can use to record, you know, side by side video, you know what I mean? Set it up, edit it and all that. And I could do it myself. Thanks to my boyfriend for buying all the equipment. Love you. And like, you know, I could do this myself. So I'm like, you know what, Angela? make it a podcast, be able to reach out to even more people. You know, look, people love podcasts. People are always listening to podcasts. I have a couple that I like. Um, I love um, Professional Troublemaker with Lovey, uh, Angela Rise podcast. I forget the name of it. Um, there was one, The Love Hour uh, with Kevin on stage and his wife, Miss Kevin on stage. So, you know, like it's a lot of them that I listen to and I'm just like, yep, I can be that next one. And um, even though this podcast episode was just me by myself, solo um the rest of the podcast episodes the majority of them will be with guests so i wanted to have this first episode be about me and a conversation between us i could i guess you could say and we could talk about well i can talk about and you can like you know comment on youtube and on social media about your experiences as well but i wanted to share you know, where I see this show going and like my journey, a little bit about my journey. I'm not going to give you the whole shebang, whole Kim Caboodle right now, because I still, you know, I'm still like having experiences. I want to be able to connect with my guests and share my experiences with them and stuff. But I'll give you a little bit of an overview. I'm a 35 year old woman. I know they say don't tell your age, but I look good for my age. People think I'm no older than 25. So it's all good. Um, 35 year old woman. I'm in the process right now of like really honing in on what I want to do. I specialize in content marketing, um, content writing, copywriting. I do the hosting thing, like I told you. And, you know, I really wanted to kind of tie those things in together, but I wasn't sure how. I have a website that's under construction called Amore Lux. I wanted to do everything under Amore Lux Media, but wasn't sure how. And this podcast is one of several components of the things I'm working on. But as somebody that's trying to hone in on exactly what she wants to do, it's been a process. It's been an experience. And experience from my confidence, like I'll say my first memorable moment of not having confidence and like working towards getting confident um, was in middle school. I was I wore contacts, but at that time I wore glasses and I had braces and I was just very skinny and awkward. And everybody has that quintessential, I shouldn't say everybody, some people in middle school are like the shit. But for me, a lot of us can relate to not feeling comfortable in their own skin. And that was me. And I had friends that were so cool and just seemed to have it all together. And I'm just like, what is it about me? Like, what am I not missing? What am I missing? And I'm like, later on, I realized it was the way I carried myself. It was the way I projected out to other people the way I was perceived or whatever, because, you know, when you're confident, you walk differently, you talk differently, you, you know, you're able to give eye contact, your postures, you know, it's a whole different vibe, a whole different 
aura around you, you know? But at that time I was just like very withdrawn and very into myself. And unless I trusted you, you didn't get to see the real me. So middle school was a very difficult time. I was picked on for being skinny. I, you know, I didn't, I had crushes, but none were really reciprocated. Uh, they carried on into high school. High school, I just completely withdrew and literally would like avoid all social situations, like with crowds of people. I didn't go in the lunchroom. I didn't go to parties and things like that. Um, like if it wasn't somebody I was comfortable around, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be around them or whatever. So a lot of, and I'm getting to more of that in future episodes, but a lot of that shaped the way I carried myself up until like my twenties and mid twenties and how that affected all types of relationships. So I was just in a really bad mental state as far as my confidence. I just, I withdrew. I didn't want to talk to anybody that I like just thought was a threat. I didn't really show the best sides of me and I used celebrity to escape. When I say celebrity escape, anybody that knows me and knew me then knows that I was an obsessed, obsessed Usher fan. Like, I knew all the facts about him. I went to all his shows. I met him a few times. And like in high school, he was like my imaginary boyfriend. He was something that I was like, well, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not ever going to obtain him or anybody like him. But it was like a dream. And I lived in a fantasy world. And as a result, living in that fantasy world, I missed out on a lot of reality. And I'm not saying high school is like the best experience for everybody. But because I didn't put myself out there, because my confidence was lacking, I just... I just had a distorted view of the world. I thought that, you know, the other girls that were confident, I didn't know it was confidence. I thought that they were prettier than me or it's because they, you know, they had a big ass or nice boobs or, you know what I mean? You know, maybe because of the braces and the glasses, whatever, whatever. And I, I mean, even though I was awkward and skinny, I was never ugly. You know, I was, you know, was kind of cute. You know, I was dressed 2000 style, graduated high school in 04, but it just, you know, because I didn't carry myself that way, I wasn't able to attract the things I wanted. And that's the thing. First lesson I've learned in my confidence journey is like, in order to attract the things you want, you have to project and you have to carry yourself a certain way. You know what I mean? And I was just carrying, like, I kept people, I had my own little bubble. We say a hula hoop now that I didn't want anybody to come near. So, you know, I might have had crushes and kept, you know, little things here and there, you know, in my mind, but I kept it to myself. I wrote in a diary journal. I've been in some of my closest friends, the few I had. And I, like I said, I just withdrew. And as a result, going to college, I went to college in Atlanta. I thought that, all right, well, when I go away out of this town, out of this situation, because it's the situation, it's the people I'm in, the reason why I'm not cool or confident or anything like that. But when I go to Atlanta, leave New Jersey, where I'm from, to go to Atlanta to college, confidence, experience, confidence journey is going to be amazing. Unfortunately, my mindset still hasn't changed. So that was not the case. Um, When I went to college in fall of 2004, like Atlanta University, shout out to all my uh, AUC uh, people. I messed up. I didn't graduate Clark Atlanta, but I loved I loved Atlanta, the you know atmosphere. I didn't take full advantage of the college experience, but Atlanta is still like you know a second home to me. Um, when I went to school in Atlanta, I still had those 
that mentality from Jersey. I still felt insecure. I still didn't carry myself right. I, I, I was a little bit more outgoing, but not enough. You know, I was very scary. And as a result, kind of had like the same sort of things happen. My first semester, I was in my room most of the time. I, because when you're in college, you're not made to go to class, really. You just end up on academic probation. <laughs> I ended up on academic probation, kind of stayed to myself in my room. My roommate was cool, but she was more social and active. So she was out a lot. And I went out on a couple dates, but it was just awkward and weird because I wasn't confident in myself and who I was at the time. So as a result, I just became like blah and unmotivated in all aspects of life. I got on academic probation, ended up leaving, um, what was that, December 04, came back home to Jersey, then tried to do it again, <laughs> go back to Clark Atlanta, fall 2005. So I had like a whole year just about to get my life together. And I had worked up here in Jersey, well, I live in PA now, but up north in Jersey in between. And it was just like, I think I got it. Like, I'm, I'm going to do better the second time around. Or so I thought. 2005 hits. I go to school, like, but I'm not on campus at the time because um, my grandmother co-signed for a loan for me. It only afforded tuition. So I ended up staying with a girl that I met the semester prior. We had a falling out. That's a whole nother story for another time. But I was staying with her and like commuting to school. Uh, prior, right before uh, fall semester 05 started, I met my first boyfriend ever. And he is like a very monumental part of shaping my confidence or at the time lack thereof. I will not say his name. We're not cool anymore. He's he's a hater. But um, the, the person that shall, I'll say... Uh, I call I like giving nicknames to people I don't want to give actual names to. So we'll just call him like Chingy because he kind of reminded Chingy, reminded people of Chingy or whatever. So Chingy was like everything I ever wanted in a guy. He was handsome. He had the tattoos. You know, he was just so cool. He dressed for the times, which was that long white tees, fitted caps, long baggy shorts, you know fresh sneakers or whatever. And I just thought like he approached me at a Walmart that I was with, with my, uh, the girl I was staying with. And I just was like, well, I must be a beautiful. I must be, there must be something about me. If somebody that looks like that's attracted to me, just feeling like, okay, well, I, I'm not worthy enough for him. And throughout our relationship, that feeling always lingered because I didn't have confidence in myself. He was able to just talk to me in a type of way, treat me in a type of way. And we were off and on and it was just a lot. It was a mess. And it was to the point where my, I hit my lowest point right before my 20th birthday when a tragic event happened that I'll talk about in a future episode. That And he wasn't there for me and he just wasn't being an asshole about the whole situation where I was just like, epiphany hit and was just like, wow, not why is my confidence so low that I put up with this shit so, for so fucking long? It wasn't quite a year, but it was too fucking long. And it's just like, what's like first epiphany from Ching, like Chingy just treated me like, like crap. And I was just like, you know what, Angela, you deserve better than this. You need to leave this situation, even though you love him or you feel like you love him, you got to let that shit go. So yeah, so 2004 and and back to school I wasn't even doing well in school again so I'm still fucking up in the areas that I need to focus on and I'm so focused on having a boyfriend and having him be my boost of confidence that I didn't realize that it took me a while to realize that I need to figure it out within I need to get my ish together first so yeah 
was with him end of 05 to like mid 06, left Atlanta, realized this college thing was not working for me right now because my mindset wasn't in the right place. Came back to Jersey. I was avoiding Jersey so long. I'm like, no, I want to be away from home and I want my I want to start a new life. You can't start a new life. Anybody that doesn't understand this, especially young listeners, you cannot start a new life. You can't go in a direction you want to go into unless your mind is right. Get your mind right. There was a, a she was like a celebrity, like a couple guru. Her name was Tiana Small. She had a book called like Girl, Get Your Mind Right. She tried to help Chili out on a reality show. But it's, like I said, this was like years ago. But that book, she's like, Girl, Get Your Mind Right. And I'm like, I've, I've always kept that in my mind. Like, is your mind right? Are you in the right mental state? Do you have the right mindset in order to get the things you want? I wanted to be confident. I wanted to do be successful. But my mindset wasn't right. My mindset was right. I wouldn't even ended up with Chi because the moment he showed his true colors and it didn't even take that long, maybe a month or so, I would have left because the confident Angela would have known like, oh no, you deserve better. Took me a while. And he's still lingering in the background even when I moved away for the longest until I finally got my rhyme right. But yeah, back to coming back to Jersey. This is, like I said, 06. Still trying to figure things out. Um, Still into my like celebrity stuff not so much usher like but like celebrity gossip and blogs and stuff like that were like popping at the time and i'm just on there i'm on myspace remember myspace guys doing that type of stuff just just like navigating the internet the internet was like my own little world it started with usher and the message boards and stuff like that then i you know started with like listening to music and different people ended up being put on the trace songs became a big fan of his and that was kind of like where I met a lot of my close friends that I'm still friends with today, which is amazing. You know what I mean? So celebrity internet, that was my more escape, like, oh, six, like, you know, and I started working again. I started working at a job that I had had right before I went back to college, uh, met friends from there that I'm still cool with today. Shout out to Tierra and Nicole. Tierra's getting married uh, in September. Congrats to her and her fiance. But uh, yeah, I met them. I met things here like 06, 07. But yeah, like 06 was 07 was like a transition when I was starting to kind of figure it out. Um, 07 was when I turned 21. So I was going to clubs, going to see Trey, met a lot of friends through Trey. Um, and like, that was like cool. And like, I bring that up, not so much for the like celebrity fun aspect of it, but the part where I'm starting to figure out who I am and what I want. I'm realizing meeting new people with similar interests, connecting with them, bonding over other stuff after, you know, we figure out, you know, outside of our similar interests. I'm starting to feel more, a little bit more confident. I'm starting to be a little bit more social, still a little awkward, but still a little more social. Um, 06 was also when I met my homie. We're cool still. So I'll say his name, Samir. Um, we ended up being like real close. I had the biggest crush on him, but then that didn't work out. We ended up just being friends and we're still friends to this day. But he was a lot. He helped me a lot because he was one of the first ones to make me feel confident about myself. Um, helped me see me for who I am. And, you know, he, I realized that talking with him, I would feel comfortable. I wouldn't shy away and not give eye contact and things like that. I realized that, we, you know, I'm able to connect with somebody and not be in my head all the time. So I'm so happy I met him and we were able to like connect, you know what I mean? Even though I don't talk to him like as much anymore, I appreciate him. And he was such a welcoming experience from Chingy. So like that was, even though things didn't work out on the romantic tip, friendship tips, 
amazing. And like, like I said, he helped open my eyes to the beauty that was within me. Like, I'm not saying that you should always meet somebody, have somebody show you who, like who you are and the person you're meant to be. But sometimes meeting people that kind of bring that best part out of you is, is great on along your journey. So he was one of those people for me. So much love to you, Tamir. Um, yeah. So 0607, like I said, I'm meeting new people like Tamir and my Trey friends and stuff like that. And I want to say 08 was when I kind of started getting the hang of things. I was like, okay, I'm becoming more social. I'm realizing now that Angela, in order to meet people and to like be the best version of yourself, you have to put yourself out there. You have to not be afraid so much of rejection. Um, I dated here and there started talking a couple guys in my space, stuff like that. Um, but I was stepping my feet in a little bit. Like, you know, when you step your toe in the water to make sure it's not too cold. I was doing that. I didn't jump fully in, but I was, I was giving a little, little step, little smidge, a little taste of it. You know what I mean? And I was really excited about that. So, um, that was, like I said, Oh, seven, Oh eight, um, Oh eight started doing that more. 2009 to 2010 was when I really had the epiphany. 2010 was the beginning of the era I like to call the Angie Lala experience. Uh, okay, so like I said, I used to be on the internet a lot, you know, entertainment stuff, but this is when blogs were really big at the time. There was no Instagram or TikTok or anything like that. It was Twitter and Facebook. And in my space, not so much anymore. It's dying down a little bit, but I think it was still lingering in the background. And blogging. People are blogging. And YouTube. YouTube became a thing, too. Like, okay, like, first, it was just people uploading their bullshit or whatever, videos, random funny stuff. And then people started making it, like, into a professional thing, what it is today. But I was on the early cusp of that. So I would, like, write my thoughts and things like that. Not so many videos at first, but I would write my thoughts in poetry form or just things I was just talking about. And this one guy, I want to say Silent BX, like, he's, like, in the, in the industry, whatever. I want to say he was the one that said I should have a start, like, a blog blog, like, a real website. And I'm just like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Okay, so how do I do this? So I'm trying to, you know, I'm Googling the different platforms to use and stuff like that. I'm like, what do I want the website to be about? My whole my whole platform was about confidence, but it wasn't like how it is today. It was more like, what can I talk about to help people gain confidence in themselves? What are topics that people want to get advice on and like share and connect with? So I wanted to talk about love sex and relationships and how I view those things and how I'm still, you know, trying to figure out the journey and how, you know, confidence is part of that, you know, experience. What would the name of the uh, website, you know, blog website be? My best friend, Felicia, she used to call me Angie Lala, nickname, a cute nickname that I like. So I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to have my real name up here even though I have my real name up here now, but so I was like, I don't want my real name up there. I'd rather be called Angie Lala. So what are we calling it? Wendy Williams had her radio show called the Wendy Williams Experience. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't I call this the Angie Lala Experience? Hence, 2010, the Angie Lala Experience was born. I was so excited because 
I got to talk about love, sex, and relationships. I was on Ustream and like talking about them things and having people interact with me. I was able to interview celebrities. Like at, like I told you at the time, celebrities were my thing. I, my first celebrity was a singer that had a lot of buzz on YouTube at the time named Brandon Hines. My second interview was a singer that was on Jermaine Dupri's label called, named Dondre. I think she still puts out music, really dope artist. My third interview, like biggest interview of my career, was with Trey Songs. Like, and mind you, we were cool. Like, he knew me, but like the fact that he agreed to be on my actual show was like, ah, you know what I mean? So I was excited about that. Got to interview Chili from TLC. I interviewed, I did a Skype interview with Roxy. I interviewed Don Richard, formerly of Danity Kane and Dirty Money. There's a couple other people that, um, that I'm not thinking, Tristan Wilds, Mac. Wilds uh, from The Wire and um, 90210 and song he had, he was he's a music artist too. Like I interviewed people that I never thought I would even get to interview. So I was just so excited about the Angie Lala experience getting buzzed. And at the same time that the Angie Lala experience launched in summer 2010, I went back to school. I went to back to school, not in Atlanta this time. I went to school in Newark, New Jersey. Not Newark, not Newark, Newark. Just letting y'all know, if you're not from Jersey, don't try to tell me how to say it. But Newark, New Jersey, Berkeley College, shout out to all my Berkeley College peoples. Love you guys. And like, let me tell you, this confidence thing kicked into overdrive because I killed it. I graduated, well, three years later, I did a, a, a bachelor's degree, I must say master's degree, bachelor's degree in three years instead of the normal four to five years. Uh, I just went straight through school. I had my Angie Lala experience thing going. I'm killing it in school straight A's. Ended up graduating with a 4.0 GPA. Was inducted into three honor societies. I'm hosting them various events. I'm like tapped to be the host for like the fashion shows and the freshman soirees and things like that. And I'm just, I'm in my element. I'm like, you know what? And hosting requires you to think on your feet and to like be quick with it and like ask questions and to connect and make eye contact and work on the skills that I never had before, the skills that that I didn't possess because I used to withdraw into myself. But slowly but surely, these opportunities allowed me to like be the best version of myself. And I was just, I was killing it. So from like 2010 to 2013, between the Angie Lala experience and school, I was just like on cloud nine. Um, unfortunately, my relationship life wasn't great at this point. Uh, was off and on with a dude for like two years. We're not gonna say his name either because we're definitely not cool now. Um, neighbor, because he was my neighbor at one point. So it was a neighbor. Neighbor was younger than me, full of shit. Waste of, that was a waste of time. We were friends at one point. We're not even friends now. But yeah, it didn't. It didn't hit our experience. My experience with him didn't affect me as far as like school or anything. I wasn't like depressed to the point where I couldn't function or anything like that. It wasn't like with Chingy, where it was like, I kind of like lost myself. It just was kind of like, ah, he's full of shit. Fuck him. You know what I mean? But yeah, so for two years that was happening. And then like, I want to say into 2011, I met the liar. He's a fucking liar. So we'll call him a liar. <laughs> and I'll probably talk about him in the future too, because he was my longest situationship off and on. Waste of time. Older man, like almost 10 years older than me. Full of shit. Like I said, I'll have stories for days about him in the future, but he broke me down a little bit because I thought things would be different. I thought because he was older, he was more mature. He 
had shit together and wanted the same things I want. And we were not on the same page. And I allowed myself for a while to think something was wrong with me in the relationship, not realizing that, Angela, you can't control what anybody else does. So yeah. So that was liar. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to mind. Liar, neighbor. Like that was like, I said, like mid 2010s to late 2010s. Um, so yeah. During that time, I was trying to figure myself out, like between 2010, I mean, between 2011, 2013, as far as relationships, but as far as like my career, my goals, I, I felt like I had it all together. Graduated 2013, I was excited. I was a graduate 4.0. I'm going to find a marketing job. My major was marketing, by the way. I'm going to find a marketing job. I'm going to parlay this Angie Lyle experience thing into something amazing. I'm going to be able to market myself and become like... The internet Oprah, that was like my whole goal in life. And I just thought I had it together. You know what I mean? I had had a couple sad things happen in between the times I was in school. My, uh, well, prior to going back to school, my grandmother, my mother's mother died in 2008. That was the first person that close to me that I ever lost. My grandpa, who encouraged me to go back to school, he was one of the ones that helped me enroll in things like that. He died in 2012, but like, you know, I was always able to rationalize, like they were older, they were in there. My grandmother was in her nineties. My grandpa was in his eighties. You know, I was able to rationalize it, you know, and that gave me some sense of like peace, you know what I mean? But it wasn't until 2014, literally just about a year after I graduated, um, that I lost one of the closest people to me, um, my father. And that was unexpected because he went to Florida to visit my grandmother, my mother's, I mean, my father's mother at the time. Um, and six weeks later, he has a stroke. And then a few weeks after that, I want to say, yeah, like six weeks after that, he dies. And it was just like, wow. And he was only 60. So it just was just like, I just couldn't rationalize. It was just like, what's going on? Like, I always assumed my father would be around forever. You know, we, we had our ups and downs and I used to blog about our issues and stuff. Like I was never a daddy's girl, but I just, he's always been there. So for him not to be there anymore was just like a shock to the system. And like I said, unexpected. Um, so 2014 was a very low point for me and, um, yeah, trying to figure it out liar like i said he was an asshole he wasn't even really there for me um didn't come to the memorial service anything like that so it was just i was going through a lot internally i was trying to be strong for my mother you know what i mean because she just broke down and it was just a lot mentally draining on me and throughout the years like after my father died it just seemed like nothing good was happening i was in a rut of sorts um I wasn't getting, I thought having a 4.0 and being successful, somewhat successful, not successful, I wanted to be, but successful enough online would give me, you know, grant me opportunities. And I wasn't finding jobs that I had the qualifications for. And then a lot of jobs that I was overqualified for didn't pay enough. And I ended up, um, I was at working at a daycare at, a at the time, um, tutoring, and I ended up just staying there and just, and then I ended up becoming director a couple years later after I earned my degree and, but I was just stuck. Like I just wasn't happy. It wasn't fulfilled. And really, really, really just in a, in like a low point, like I would go through the motions. I'd hang out with my friends and stuff, but I wasn't feeling good about myself at all. So I'll say 2017. Yeah, it was 2017. The last of my grandparents, my father's mother, the one he went to visit, she died. And she had cancer, but she died like she 
got sick, it seemed like out of nowhere. And she died like a couple months after we found out she had cancer and she was older too. So, but it was still hard because we were very close. But three weeks after that, I just was in like the lowest of low points, you know, relationship with Liar at this time was almost non-existent. Like he was around, but not really. And I just really needed to just get my shit together. And the only thing I could keep thinking of is I need to talk to somebody that's not a friend. That's not my family about this. So three weeks after my grandmother died, I um, started therapy. And when I tell you therapy has been so helpful, I I still see a therapist once a week, um, virtually, obviously, but it, it really helped me a lot. It was very uh, refreshing to talk to somebody that didn't know my whole life, you know, and didn't have any preconceived notions and to receive, receive objective um, feedback. Incredible. Cause as much as, you know, your family and friends, they want to be honest with you. They're very, they're not objective because they know you, they have their bias because they know who you are and their, their suggestions and their ideas and their opinions are based off of you as a person versus having a, completely objective view. So I've had a couple therapists. The first therapist I had, white woman, really nice lady. Uh, she ended up uh, leaving because she was only there for, I guess, like internship type of thing. The second therapist I had, I didn't like her. This younger black woman, I felt like she was younger than me. She just felt like very judgy and like preoccupied. It didn't seem like she was really engaged with me. So I took a break and like left her. And then when I went back, I went back like a year later therapy. So I didn't go straight for three years, but uh, I didn't go straight for not three years, four years. I didn't go straight for four years, but like a year off break, maybe a little under a year. And then I went back again in um, 2019. And the therapist I have now, she's dope. She's amazing. And like, she's helped me out a lot with all the things that I have going on and just my mental state. But um, yeah, therapy was a great decision. So I'm not going to say it was like an instant thing where things started getting better, but slowly but surely things are starting to get better. 2018 came along. I was still I was still trying to figure out my life. I had left the daycare at the beginning of 2018 because I wanted to find something else to do. I wasn't feeling fulfilled there. I would help out from time to time, but I had left there. But I was like, you know what? What what's holding me back? What's what's keeping me from being my the best version of myself? Liar was holding me back. He was dead weight. Ended that shit in 2018. Haven't looked back since. And I felt renewed, refreshed, you know what I mean? And so when 2019 hit, I was like, I was more optimistic. Neighbor was, we were friends by this point. And I I was trying to figure things out with him, 2019, trying to figure things out with him. At around the same time, my homie DJ and I were talking. He was telling me like, oh, we should do a podcast together. When I tell you, like, we started talking about that in like May by July, we had the photo shoot done. We had the logo done. We knew the studio we were going to record and everything. So we launched, I want to say in the July, we launched Weekend Friends. And when I tell you this podcast sparked something amazing in me, I was just like renewed. Like I was just like, yes, I'm going to like kill it. We're doing this podcast. And around the same time, even though I wasn't at the daycare, you know, I was helping out here and there. I found a new, I won't say passion, but a new knack for writing and editing and proofreading and content writing. And I started getting clients, helping them out with their papers and uh, research papers and essays and things like that. And like clients that pay good money. So I'm just like, okay, you know what I mean? And then I went back to the daycare on more of like a flexible basis and as director, but I was doing things on my own terms. I was 
doing the work for my clients at the job. I'm doing the podcast once a week. I'm just like in my zone, killing it. You know what I mean? Like killing it. And I'm just like, you know what, even though I'm not with anybody, because by that time, neighbor, that shit dissipated, you know, and I was just focused on me. Didn't think things could get any better. And then, thank you, Coffee Meets Bagel. October 2019, I met the love of my life. I met, and I'll be talking about him a lot in future podcasts, and he may even come on here. His name is Josh, and he's amazing. Uh, things happen pretty fast with us. We met off a dating uh, app, like I said, Coffee Meets Bagel. I'll talk more about that experience and how we met all that in another episode. Uh, I'll keep rambling if I keep going on and on about that. But I met somebody that we finally connected and somebody that communicated well and finally saw me for me. He didn't want me to change. He didn't make me feel less than who I was. He embraced the imperfections and made me feel seen and valued. And not that he gave me confidence, like he made me feel great to be me. And in that way, I just feel like I blossomed so much. So 2019 started off a little weird, but ended on a high note podcast going, got a new man, my, you know, my writing, my content writing, copywriting um, gig is, you know, going well with my clients and things like that. And then 2020 hit and I don't even have to tell y'all about 2020. The pandemic fucked up everything. Uh, I'm still at the daycare, but it closed and I wasn't really doing anything. Still with my man. We're seeing each other trying to make it work because we lived, I lived with him now, but at the time he was an hour away from me. So traveling back and forth to see each other. But I was just in a block when I'm like, dang it, like I'm stuck inside, literally not able to really go anywhere. It felt like I just felt unmotivated. Like I wasn't making the money, you know, schools like weren't out. And a lot of people, you know, school weren't in school at the time. So I could help them with like their assignments and things like that. Wasn't seeing my friends very scared. I, I have I get anxiety and nervousness and like not pan major panic attacks or minor panic attacks where my like heart beats fast and I just start overthinking and overanalyzing everything. It's catastrophizing is what my therapist calls it. But I was doing all that in the midst of the pandemic. Um, even after testing negative, not positive, sorry. Even after testing negative for COVID-19 and things like that, just being in a real like black block place. Um, started getting into those that rut of sorts again. And that lingered for a little bit from... I say mid to end 2019 to the beginning of 2021. Um, 2021, I moved in with my boyfriend, um, where I'm at now. Uh, really happy and optimistic about us. That was like the only thing I was really optimistic about. Uh, as far as my career and things like that, I was just kind of like, what's going on? My clients dwindled down. I wasn't working at the daycare in any capacity at all anymore. And I just wasn't unsure about myself. It seems like when I'm, whenever I'm at my lowest point at a time, getting back into like my passions is what kind of brings me up. In 2010, it was me finding a passion for blogging and doing streams and hosting. In 2019, it was podcasting with my homie on our show. In 2021, it is confidence conversations. So I'm just like this podcast. Once I started like everything coming into fruition. Once my boyfriend got me the equipment I needed, once I started like tinkering with things, I figured out like, Angela, yes, this is it. And this gave me my creative mojo back. At the same time that I'm putting the podcast together, 
I ended up uh, getting a part-time job that's flexible where I'm like a customer care agent for a site that caters to young writers and readers and things like that. My clients are coming back, you know, they're getting back into the groove after this whole post pandemic kind of thing. And things are looking up again, relationships still going strong. And I'm finding my, you know, mojo and balance as far as like, you know, weighing time with us and doing the things we like to do, me and my man, and still finding, you know, my passions and fulfilling my purpose. And like I said, confidence conversation is a big part of that. I'm so excited. Um, Even though this first podcast is me talking, just me talking. It's not going to be like this. The future episodes, I have first few guests lined up already. So by the time this video will be uploaded, the following week will be other um, podcast uh, episodes uploaded. So yeah, this is the first of many, but Confidence Conversations will have women from all walks of life, women that I say inspire me, my friends, people, friends of friends, you know, people I see from afar. Um, we're going to have conversations. I don't like, like I said, I don't like to say interview, but you know, I'm going to ask questions and things like that, but it's going to be like more of a free flowing thing and we'll be able to connect on different levels and I'll get to learn from them. Hopefully they get to learn from me and hopefully you guys get to learn from their experiences and get like, I want this to be more of an interactive thing. I know a lot of people say that, but like I plan on being on social media constantly. What do you guys think? Who do you suggest for the next episode? Do you have a friend or an acquaintance that you know that like has an amazing story that you know needs to be shared? You know, I know of, uh, quite a few women in my life that I'm inspired and motivated by. So I plan on like having, like I said, them on the show and stuff like that. And most importantly, this show is to like empower and inspire and entertain, but empower and inspire more than anything. Because I know watching people, even from afar, seeing what they do, has motivated me to be a better person. A lot of my friends and family members have encouraged me to go after my dreams and my goals. My man's been one of my biggest supporters. So like the people in your life, the people who kind of uplift you and bring you up, it's it's an amazing feeling. And then, but some people may not have that person in their lives. So I want hopefully to bring guests on my show that can inspire and um, motivate you to be the best version of yourself in all aspects of life and how confidence, like I said, is the foundation for that, is the foundation of all of that. And yeah, like I'm still on my journey. I'm not saying like, oh yeah, I got my shit together out. Like, no, I'm still figuring it out and I'm still learning and I'm still growing. I'm reading books. If you have any book suggestions, let me know. I don't really listen to audiobooks, but if it's really, really, really good, I'll I'll try it. You know what I mean? But I'm always trying to be a better woman, be a better entrepreneur, be a better human being overall. And I want Confidence Conversations to help you in your journey, in your confidence journey. So yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely stay tuned. I have so many amazing things planned. Hit me up on Instagram at Amore, A-M-O-R-E, Lux, L-U-X-E, underscore. Facebook, my name is Angela Sheree. Sheree is C-H-E-R-A-I. Um, I'm not on Twitter like that, but my Twitter is Amore, underscore Lux. You can always email me with your thoughts, critiques, suggestions at AngelaSheree at gmail.com. And yeah, YouTube, uh, Angie Lala 86, I think it's the YouTube, 1986 is the username, but I may change that. So just check out the YouTube link below. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for Confidence Conversations. I'm so, 
so blessed and grateful that you guys tuned into this first premiere episode. And I can't wait to share everything that I've got planned in my head and even the things I don't yet in store with you guys. And I just hope you join me for this journey and we can grow together and connect. That's the goal. So yeah, um, I don't want to keep rambling, but uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, we'll definitely talk to you next week. Like I said, these episodes will be recorded in advance. So I'll be lined up. You won't miss a week. You know, I won't, I'm going to try my best not to have an off week. So yeah, be sure to just always stay tuned. Follow me on social media, like I said, and let your friends and your family, anybody know that about this show. I want to spread the word so we can get this positivity, confidence, journey, experience, empowerment thing going. Much love to all of you. And always remember to love and live luxuriously. Later.